everyone, and welcome to CBIA's BizCast. I'm Shannon King, and today we have a special episode. I have two of my colleagues with me, uh, Eric Getty, Vice President of Government Affairs, and Michelle Rakebrand, Assistant Counsel for CBIA. So thanks for joining me, guys. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks, Shannon. So today we are previewing our 2020 legislative agenda. Um, so Eric, do you want to start us off with our overall vision for 2020. It's a short session. We start in a few weeks, uh, first week of February. This ends early, first week of May. Um, so a lot to get done in a short amount of time. So what's CBIA's vision? Connecticut's economy, economy uh, there is no question. We are still struggling as compared to uh, a lot of our surrounding states. Um, it has been a long, very slow climb uh, since the last recession. Um, in the 2019 legislative session, was a, it was a pretty tough one for, for many Connecticut businesses. But despite that, um, we have a really uh, pro-growth agenda that we are putting forward this year. And the reason for that is simple. It's because the the next few years are going to be pivotal uh, in shaping Connecticut's economic future. Um, state government will experience uh, an unprecedented number, unprecedented number of retirements uh, over the course of the next few years. They're talking 15,000 people, about 30% of the state workforce. Uh, and this is a real opportunity for uh, Connecticut to um, not only get its arms around uh, some of the fiscal challenges uh, in, in, in exp on the expenditure side of the budget, but also we have an opportunity here to uh, enact a number of uh, pro-growth tax and labor and environmental and other policies that could really um, uh, help uh, energize uh, Connecticut and move it into the uh, into the coming years in a, in a much better, stronger, pro-business way. Yeah, that sounds great, Eric. So we cover a lot of areas, a lot of issue areas and committees at CBIA. So uh, to start it off, Eric, do you want to go into um, our priorities for state spending? Yeah, the, the number one priority uh, when it comes to state spending is is we need to not undo some of the reforms we've uh, we've enacted in just the past few years. Um, we've put some very important uh, spending and uh, borrowing reforms in place uh, just a couple budgets ago, um, and they continue to build the state's rainy day funds. So we are positioning ourselves to be much stronger uh, in the future uh, and have a, a very uh, robust, strong rainy day fund in the event that uh, our economy experiences a downturn. And we need to adopt a number of cost-saving collective bargaining reforms. Now, our hands are tied in many respects because of the CBAC agreement, but there are things that we could be doing now to get us uh, ready for the future. And that includes things like eliminating overtime and mileage as factors uh, when it comes to calculating uh, state employee pensions. Yeah, so how are taxes tied in um with, you know, the budget, um, you know, there were a lot of changes to taxes this past last year's session. Um, so how do taxes factor into our priorities? They kind of, it's tied in with state spending a bit in the budget. Of course. Um, 
you know, this is another important area that we should be looking at in the coming year. Um, this last budget cycle, uh, you know, or this last budget just enacted last year, um, we saw $2 billion in new revenues. Uh, now, um, there was no, there were no tax increases, but a number of uh, taxes that were set to uh, to go away um, are have been made permanent, or at least um, have been pushed out a few more years before they're supposed to go away. The sales tax base was expanded to include um, new things like uh, safety equipment, which is certainly going to impact um, many of our member companies. Um, we need to undo some of those tax changes. Now, we are looking at uh, a deficits in the current year, about $30 million deficit by, uh, according to our nonpartisan state offices. Um, but next, in the next following fiscal year, we're looking about at about $180 million in a, in a projected surplus. And then things don't look quite as rosy. We're talking about three years after that of uh, about a billion dollar deficit e each year, a little less than that, but um, you know, that's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good estimate. Our tax increases have not helped us get out of this cycle of deficits, followed by more tax increases, followed by the deficits. Um, we need to change things in the way that we believe they should be changed is, is to make a number of pro-growth uh, tax changes uh, that will help businesses not only uh, put people back to work by, you know, eliminating the sales tax, um, unemployment training. So, you know, get people trained up to where they need to be and get them into good paying jobs uh, so they be, continue to be productive uh, members of society. Um, but also eliminate some of these other taxes that have been set to uh, to expire for a while now so that we start living up to our promises so businesses out there uh, across the country um, can see that Connecticut uh, is a great place to do businesses and they do live up to the, the tax promises that they make to companies that come here. I think that's a big thing we could do um, and would really help uh, drive growth, which is really the only way we're gonna get out of this, uh, this budget or this, um, you know, this, this endless, endless cycle of uh, deficits. So touching on, you touch on workforce a little bit, your issue area that you've had since you've been at CBIA is labor. What are you forecasting for labor? Well, the 2019 legislative session was incredibly tough uh, when it comes to labor issues for Connecticut businesses. Um, one of the most uh, expansive, uh, burdensome paid FMLA laws were passed. Um, uh, the One of the worst ones in the country, frankly, impacting businesses with as few as one employee. And we are getting an, you know, a, a number of calls from businesses who just simply will not be able to survive um, when this becomes fully enacted, which is not expected to, you know, it's not going to be fully implemented until uh, January 1 of 2021. So we do have some time before this thing goes uh, goes live. Um, we need to make a number of, refor of reforms to that uh, just so that businesses are able to live under this. And even then, um, I think it's gonna be tough because of just the the scope of, uh, of, this, of this new mandate. But we gotta stop the, the damage from happening. Um, we gotta stop any more bad uh, labor bills from happening. One of the ones I've really got my eye on is a proposal that has come back um, year after year. Um, it's called the captive audience bill, but really it's an employer gag uh, order bill is what it should be called. 
And, and what this essentially means is that um, this will uh, allow employees at any time an employer uh, has a, a you know a company meeting, anytime an employee subjectively feels that the conversation is getting political, um, if this bill were to be enacted, they would be able to simply walk out of that meeting with no repercussions. Um, and the problem is that um, political, uh, you know, p- political conversation under the bill is defined so broadly that it could include things like charitable organizations um, that the that the company is involved with. It could be as things as as trivial as whether or not to sponsor a local little league team. You know, there there'd be really no topic that couldn't be deemed political where employees would be able to walk out. And you know, uh, just think about the picture that that paints for a business is considering to come to Connecticut. You know, we're saying, come here. It's a great place to do business. And if this bill were to be enacted, you, you would you would have a hard time having simple conversations, honest conversations with your own employees. That is not something that, um, that you know, business owners uh, and, and people who invest uh, and want to grow businesses want to hear. This is not going to be the place that they're going to want to come if we enact that type of law. And so um, that is something we're going to be keeping a very close eye on. Michelle, you cover healthcare issues, particularly for small businesses. So what are you forecasting for the upcoming session? big priority of ours this session is really to make sure that businesses have the most vast array of plan offerings to provide to their employees as possible. And what that really means is not only just opposing bad bills such as anything really involving a government-run health plan or including a government-run drug program, but even more importantly is to preserve those really popular employer-sponsored plans. So that includes those high-deductible plans and especially self-insured plans in that market. And what we're hoping to see from this is not only that employers have the brevity to pick the plans that best fits the needs of their employees, but also that this will help contain costs a little bit. So what I'm hearing from both of you just off the bat is costs for businesses and keeping costs lower. Uh, Affordability is a word that's coming up. Would you guys both agree with that is we're really focused on keeping Connecticut not only competitive, but affordable for existing businesses and new businesses to come here. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you know, it's one of the key reasons people are leaving this state. Um, you know, they're looking for uh, low tax environments. They're looking to make sure that the uh, the wages that they have, the retirement that they have, you know, the, that nest egg goes as far as possible. And when we continue to raise costs on businesses, those costs are being transferred on to customers, which is ultimately the citizens of Connecticut. Um, it's a it's a vicious cycle that we need to stop if we are going to make you know, or, or we're going to create a place that's attractive for people to to come here, to live here, to have families here, to have great careers here. Um, we got to stop adding costs onto businesses. So tailing off of cost and affordability, um, just for one more area of our. Um, policy agenda. So I am covering energy policy. And um, one of the biggest things that I'm going to be focused on this session is energy costs. Um, We have some of the highest energy costs in Connecticut. um, And so being able to promote transparency around um, 
energy costs and keeping, you know, costs as low as they possibly can, uh, not only for residents, but uh, businesses, of course, uh, who have their own facilities and use a ton of energy to manufacture um, and produce um, goods and services. Um, and then making sure that ratepayer funds um, that get tacked onto your uh, energy bill every month, that they are used for energy efficiency and clean energy projects and not being diverted away uh, to plug holes in the state budget, which has been done before. Um, so just tying in with that cost and affordability um, theme uh, that I think a lot of our policy priorities touch on, uh, that's certainly another area that I'm gonna be focused on. Killing off of energy, uh, Michelle, you are covering uh, environmental issues. So what are you looking forward towards? Yeah, so our overall agenda really focused on DEEP's 20 by 20 initiative, which uh, deals a lot with the restructuring of the department going forward as um, they face a um, slew of retirements. But something that the business community has really been focused on for the last few years is actually uh, the Transfer Act. Uh, the Transfer Act is a very large barrier for economic development here in this state. And we're actually one of the one of the very few states that have this type of law. So re reforming it or getting rid of it completely is something that a lot of businesses would like to see. And we've had some really great momentum from the working group that has been trying to amend the bill throughout the off session. And we're really hoping that that momentum carries through into this legislative session and we can see some good amendments come out of it. And then the last area for us, and um, I think this goes throughout the organization at CBIA is workforce development, uh, particularly in manufacturing, but in all sectors. Um, so this upcoming session, we're really focused on um, expanding and strengthening that pipeline um, for students to come in, whether they go to college or not, uh, to be able to gain a skill and move right into the workforce or to be trained on the job and making sure we retain people in Connecticut through those programs. So as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, this is a short session. It's also an election year, a pretty big election year. Uh, so what does that mean for legislation moving through the legislature this year? Are we going to see different things? Um, is there going to be more legislation, less legislation? I would assume less because they have less time. You know, how is that, how is that going to impact how session runs? Yeah, that's a really good point, Shannon. So Generally, yes, because it's a short session, just in numbers, we'll probably see less legislation. But I think you're right in the sense that the types of legislation that we'll see will also be different. We're gonna see them really proceeding with caution and really focusing on a bit more bipartisan, feel-good legislation than some of the really heavy, controversial legislation that we saw in the last session, particularly added as it applied to heavily the business community, especially in the labor section. If a member is listening to this right now and um, they agree with our, you know, our vision for this upcoming session and they want to get involved somehow, how can they go about doing that or staying up to date with us as we track bills, um, you know, as the session moves through, how, how can they get involved? 
Well, the number one thing you can do if you want to make an impact on what's going on at the Capitol is, um, you know, for one, you know, educate yourself on the issues. Um, you know, go to CBIA.com. We are constantly putting out uh, articles and updates on what is happening at the Capitol. Um, you can, you know, look at our Twitter uh, handles. Um, we are uh, updating those all the time and we, in real time about what's going on. Um, so we, uh, again, any any information you're looking for on a particular bill, you can certainly find at CBIA.com. But the other key thing to do is to get to know your legislator um, and, and keep in contact with them. Because in, in the more traditional uh, of the method of contact, the better. You know, if you run into them uh, somewhere, you know, at the grocery store, uh, make sure you introduce yourself. Um, if you, uh, you know, contact them by phone, contact them by letter, uh, they tend to respond uh, uh, to those forms of communication much more so than just simply emailing out your opinion on this issue or that issue. So get to know them. Um, and if you don't know them or you're worried about making an introduction, Use CBIA as a, as, a, as a way to get in touch with them. We can, um, rather than you coming up to the Capitol and waiting for hours to, uh, to speak at a public hearing or, or, or uh, wait for a, a legislator's office hours, we can bring that legislator to you. We are happy to do that at any time. So take us up on that, get to know your legislator, develop a relationship there, and then you can have a really big impact uh, next time that uh, a piece of legislation that you're concerned about uh, uh, comes up. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Eric, on all of those things. But also, uh, we just set the date for our annual business day event up at the Capitol. It's on March 4th this year. Um, so we're going to start marketing that. Um, and that's a great opportunity to come up to the Capitol and talk with your legislators there and hear about the latest issues um, that they're debating up there. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and we, we all work very closely together, so I will see you soon. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. If you need any updates during the session, you know where to find us.